and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 109, the Boo. Los Angeles Lakers episode, the New Orleans Saints, the New York Yankees, and the Pittsburgh Penguins episode. So a lot of good champions here. Good year there, 2009. A lot of, a lot of big names there. A lot of big names for a big show. Big show. Sitting next to me, big guy. Big guy. Big friend of mine, Big Dill. Yeah, that's me. How you doing, Dill? Doing well. It's a uh, nice little Tuesday. There you go. Day after big game. Big game. College football playoff. Big yeah, game we'll last that, night. But we'll yeah, get to it. We will get to it. Good old Tuesday, you know? Ready yeah. for a good pot. Sure. Heck yeah. All the way from Cleveland. You know him, you love him. Doge, how are you, buddy? Gentlemen, doing swell. Sitting back, a little basketball in the background, ready to talk some talk some sports with my boys. So, can't complain. Can't complain at all. Love it. <clears throat> well, I'm your host, as always, folks. We've got a great show for you here. We're going we're gonna to break down a little of the college football playoff in their first quarter. Second quarter, we're going to talk about the Bengals and the Browns season, give a little recap for that and what's expected for possibly next year. The third quarter, we're going to do a little predictions for some of these NFL playoff matchups. We're going to revisit our Super Bowl contender draft that we had. we got some points to put up on that board, so that'll be exciting. So stay tuned for that. In the fourth quarter, two of the NBA's most favorite players, well, one player some people don't like, but a lot of people do, one player everybody loves, have returned, Clay Thompson and Kyrie Irving. We're going to talk about that in our fourth quarter. But first, got to warm it up. So I'm going to give it to Doge. You look like you could use a little extra stretch. I'll let you go first. Stretch it out, warm it up. What do you got for us? I've got the blanket over me, man. I've really got to warm up. That's what um, I'm saying. Yeah, so Coach Carousel already starting in the NFL, T, as, uh, as yep. you know. But uh, Joe Judge gone after two years with the Giants. They'd be in this really weird carousel of their own where they just keep firing coaches because they're just garbage. Yeah. So, he needed to go, though. He was weird. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree, but it's going to be tough um, tough for them to, to really get into gear without any sort of, you know, normalcy in the team. So hopefully they can land a guy. I mean, I'm not by any means a Giants fan, but, you know, would like to see Danny Dimes put up a little bit of, little bit of numbers. So um, I think he's got to agree with Tony, our Florida boy, Dill. Nice to see them get a few more dubs. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see him and Saquon do well. I don't really care. Like, I think Danny's got to go. I don't care who's getting them the ball. I don't think Danny's necessarily the guy, but... Not a big Danny Dimes fan. Uh, I like him. I'm not. I mean, maybe it's just the way that he's been used. It's kind of like, maybe like... I don't know. I think he's better than Mitch Trubisky, for sure. Like, he's a better thrower than well, Mitch. Yeah. And I think he's a little bit smarter. But I just feel like he also makes like some dumb plays and doesn't read things at the same time. So, like... I don't know. What do I what do I actually know about it? But it just makes the whole thing with him and uh, Ron Rivera, like their quotes back and forth, like so much better that like he doesn't have a job now. And, like, <laughs> so yeah, they're interesting. <clears throat> I don't remember exactly what the quotes were, but yeah, I also know this is your warm up. So yeah, what does it say? Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a Danny Dimes guy, but I Joe Judge had to go. I think Gettleman's got to go. Keep Saquon if you can. Get get Tony the ball. 
I saw a stat that was like the Giants spent the most on their they like spent a first round pick on a receiver and they made Kenny Galladay one of the highest paid receivers this season and like they had like the worst like receiver core catches and like yards and stuff. So it's just like they just gotta get their, their whole organization back in action. <clears throat> it's weird that they're honoring guys like Michael Strahan and Eli when their team sucks so bad. It's a good time to do it. Keep people interested. Yeah, yeah get it. people at the games, right. Yeah, you gotta bring for sure. Um, Doge, I'm going to piggyback on your coaches firing. We had a little Black Monday yesterday on top of the college football playoff. And one that really confused me, because there were some that we knew were coming. Matt Nagy, we knew was coming. We knew, uh, we probably knew Joe Judge was coming, but that happened today. Um, but one I did not see coming. Ryan Flores out of the Dolphins. Really, really confusing to me. Now, here's a stat for you that I, I think would warrant at least considering rehiring, not the, getting fired the day after the season. 19 wins in the last two years and ended on a nine-game win streak. Eight out of nine. Eight out of nine. Eight out of nine? Excuse me. Awesome. Excuse me. Well, either way, they won their last game, too. Yeah. So, I'm, I just... A lot of wins in a row. I thought he was a pretty good coach. I always thought he was a good coach. <clears throat> I always thought, personally, I thought Tua was the reason their team was being held back, and I thought they were going to trade for Deshaun, and then they were going to be like, here we go, let's gear up. They got rid of some other guys initially, right? Like, when Brian first came in, they kind of, like, shuffled around the lineup and, like... Like, make up for stuff. Fitzpatrick, they shipped him. Yeah, yeah. and, like... I don't know if that was when he was there. I feel like he would have liked that guy. He's a cornerbacks coach. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know that for sure, but I just feel like that wouldn't have went with that, knowing that guy. But so yeah, I just some very confusing firing. I thought. Um, I bet he's going to get hired very quickly by another team. I thought he was a great coach. Vic Fangio is another coach <clears> who I <throat> thought was going to be going for, for the Broncos. Didn't think they were great with him so big deal what do you got for your warm-up here yeah yeah so all you know all i really have um you know i kind of warmed up a little bit with my response and in, in uh doge's warm-up yeah but <clears throat> you mentioned a little bit earlier uh either way browns Successful season, uh, beating the Bengals twice in one year. You know, Battle of Ohio. It's our, you know, our state right now. Uh, the playoff Bengals, that is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, good job for the Browns. There you go. Yeah. Sure. Good job for the Browns. That's it. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's move on to our first quarter then, folks. Our fresh first, if you will. And it's, I mean, it's fresh off the, the press, hot off the oven. Last night, breaking the 30-year drought, 15-year drought of beating Alabama, the Georgia Bulldogs win the national championship, win the college football playoff. Stenson Bennett, great game there. <clears throat> uh, interesting first half. Um... But, uh, Doge, I'll let you speak about it first. 
I know you had some thoughts on the Georgia quarterback. Um, what do you have for us here on the <clears throat> national championship game? Yeah, so it was a tough first half for the offenses. Yeah. Uh, yep. Finishing, what, 9-6, to six, I think, when they went into half. Um, yep. But they started to find some holes in the defense, and, uh, you know, it, it really turned into to quite the explosive game. Isn't that right, Dill? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the end they really started to to score kind of back and forth. It became a little bit more of a a heavy hitters battle. And Stetson Bennett, you know, while a little shaky at the start, um, really put it on. Finished the game four for four with two touchdowns. I think just under eighty yards passing, um, right at the end of the game. So a few big plays there to really seal the deal. And then obviously Georgia D has been elite all year. They also helped seal the win there at the end with a uh interception return pick yep. six touchdown so i mean it it was a great game um i was saying before when i was in a party with my buddies that i wanted georgia to win sure. but why would i why would i bet against nick saban with the heisman trophy winner and uh georgia wound up covering and, and beat him up so uh the seemed like the game was a little bit closer than what the score entailed but uh yeah, for sure. And Georgia really turned it on right at the end. It was impressive to watch. So, some some other quick takeaways as well, along with uh, what you're saying, Doge, because everything you said I agree with there, and it was good analysis. One thing I noticed as well, or something that just really stood out to me, was uh, Will Anderson Jr. for Alabama is such a beast, man. Like He is an absolute game wrecker seemed like he was in Stenson Bennett's face every time, um, so that was amazing. seemed like the injury to Jamison Will- Williams, or, yeah, Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't know why I want to say Williamson. I knew that wasn't right, though. Um, but once that happened, it seemed like Bama really couldn't get anything going because he was kind of their safety valve for a lot of stuff. Um, and I felt bad for... Um, you know, Heisman Trophy there because I just Bryce Young. It just seemed like he was making really nice throws, but the receivers weren't ready, or they weren't used to where he was putting them, or they just didn't have the chemistry. So um, didn't seem like this stood a chance. And I'm also want to say I'm glad that that weird fumble call, which I thought was just going to be an incomplete pass did not affect the game in the way that I thought it was going to. I thought that was going to turn the game completely. Here comes Alabama, keep scoring, game over. But no, like you mentioned, those after the fumble, Stenson Bennett, four for four, um, two touchdowns and a great game. So really cool finish for a walk-on guy like him to complete his story like this, complete his college career like that. And then especially after losing to those guys earlier this year, you could see his emotions uh, on the sideline at the end of the game, which was cool to see. So, Dill, what did you think of the first half and then uh, the second half as well, if you caught any? Which I know you didn't, you guy. <laughs> no, I didn't. The first catch. half was boring enough to put you to bed. There's no doubt about it. It was a snooze fest, a lot of defense. So, honestly, you know. First half made it seem like it was going to be classic Alabama. Here we go again. It's just, yeah, it's just not something I expected, honestly. Like, uh, they made the big plays, you know, at the end. They had some, uh, you know, good turnovers uh, on defense. Like, they were able to contain uh, Bryce Young throughout most of the game. 
it was it was interesting to see, you know, like, but it is tough. What was the stat for teams six? There was, uh, I think now it's oh teams who are have played each other that are ranked that were ranked in the top five that met each other again in the national championship were oh for five, like the team who'd won the first matchup, and now they are oh for six. Yeah, so it doesn't surprise me in that regard. Like I understand why that happens. You know what I mean? And we kind of saw it here, twice like in college football, no matter <clears throat> what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said that in the NFL too, but for sure, for sure. So I don't know. Like it was, it was just after you know one uh, wide receiver went down with an ACL injury, and then a second went down with an ACL injury. Like not in this game, like right, right. two, Mentioning but like but this year um and recently like that's you know just really tough to get around in the middle of a game like and not being able to coach up some of the guys in a more specific way that like hey this is a game plan that we're gonna have to stick to because these guys are younger and maybe like aren't as good as those guys just like making the plays you know what i mean and just talent wise like they're more tactic What's uh, technical? So it'll be interesting uh, too. Alabama has a ton of returning guys for next year too, so like I'm sure they're just going to be just as good. But do you think that if we have a fully healthy Menchie, we have a fully healthy Williams, that it's just this is Alabama are just rolling again? I think it would be. I think Alabama would have probably wound up winning. If they had that, I mean, Menchie proved that he was just incredibly dominant. If they had both of those guys, those weapons would have been crazy. There were some big plays that Bryce Young was making the throws on that just weren't converted that I think really could have turned the tide of the game. So There's, there's that one play, and I don't know the receiver who he threw it to. Um, but it was I, I just keep seeing this play on the side of I'm like it re- keeps replaying in my head. It's a Bryce Young like whipping out to the right, and he throws this nice ball to the sideline, and the receiver like cuts back to it, and he only tries to catch it with one hand. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, you got to two hand that one, and it was a perfect nice shoulder fade that was like, oh, Menchie or uh, Williams just grabbed this, and it's a, that's a perfect nice completion. But because it's one of these guys, you know, they probably don't have the chemistry. He couldn't make it, so I'm. I'm... And it's tough to make those changes, like Dill said, on the fly in the middle of the game. Totally. So yeah, like if they would have known he would have been out. Change the momentum for sure. If they would have known he would have been out going into this game, Saban would have had everybody else prepared. But because it was like these guys who were sitting on the bench, probably didn't think they were coming in, or like maybe they'd get a couple minutes here and there. Like, hey, suit up, boys. We need you right now. Like our our two best Just receivers the fact are out. They're going to be like... one in the game, but. They aren't going to be like the one and two look. You know right, what I mean? Like, too, it'll be right. like the three, four, five, you know, option or some, right. something like that. Like, coming in on a sub on like a run play or calling a run play for right. like when a wide receiver just ran 40 yards down the field. Like, you know, things like that is probably. Well, plus, it probably allows uh, old Kirby Smart there to single coverage these guys and, and send a lot of blitzers too, which. Especially with the defense that they had. Yeah, right. they were already so dominant as it was. I totally. mean, the one team that proved that they could really put up points was that that Alabama team when they were, you know, at better strength. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it seemed like the only thing that could beat Georgia this year was the Heisman Trophy performance, and the, mm-hmm. you know that's what that's what it did. So, um, well, congratulations then to to the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't know if you guys saw the photo that's been going around of Stenson Bennett's. I think it's a Snapchat or it's his Instagram story, and it's like him, and it's not him, but it's like a picture of his hand, and it's like eight or nine high noons. And it says, like, pray for me. I got an interview, like, like in Good Morning America at 8 a.m. or something tomorrow morning. And then there's, like, the next picture going around. is like, a picture of him at the interview. And he looks like he just had, like, a... Who is this, Stetson? Yeah. Like, he just looks like he's so <laughs> beat up, man. No, it's, I didn't see this. Here, I'll, I'll look. <laughs> look at him, dude. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, I'm, I'm just going to have to send you that, dude. I've got it pulled up right now, dude. This okay, perfect. <laughs> he looks like he's having a tough time there, which... Oh, there's a dog. Good for him. His halftime show looks like we got going on here at the Memphis game. Interesting. But that's a player. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, I guess, quick question then. Who do you think has a better chance to be back in the, the playoff? Do you think it'll be Georgia? With their... Some returning defenders, and you know maybe they have a new quarterback now, um, maybe possibly a better quarterback, or do you think it'll be good old Alabama, Nick Saban, with all their returning players, you know, being their two best players, Bryce Young and Will Anderson Jr. are both returning next year as juniors. Doge? It's hard to bet against those guys when they've got a year to prepare now. Bryce Young coming in as a freshman and winning the Heisman. And then coming back, I mean, it, it'll be tough to bet against those guys. I mean, it's always it's always a toss-up. Anyone yeah. can pop up in college and, and have someone just come out of nowhere. That's the best part about it. But, yeah, I mean, it'd be hard to bet against Alabama, honestly, with the guys that they have coming back. So, somebody's going to come out of the SEC, right? Right. If you look at... The SEC. Going Gators. <clears throat> I don't know what they're going to be like. <laughs> LSU has Chip Gators. Kelly. Uh, mm-hmm. Texas A&M still has Chupas. Uh, who is it? Jimbo. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. And then uh, Tennessee's just been in like a rut for the last 15 <clears throat> years since Peyton's been gone. 20 years, 25 years. Yeah. So... They've been they've been decent recently. Don't they've sleep okay. on them. But dude, they just got rid of their coach again. Like after yeah. so it's Kentucky's like, been better than them recently. And that's Kentucky's not, been better than them. And that's sure. not what something you would say about Tennessee football. Stoops is coming back. Yeah. yeah. So sure. it's like Stoops is nice. Kentucky's been nice. Not that wasn't necessarily knocking Kentucky. Yeah. They have been good. They've been I feel like better than what they are used to. You know Starting to become a little bit of a football school. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it would take to be. No, uh, it would take no. decades of. Calipari still as... is in that building. They'd be yeah, but I'm saying it would be decades of their football team having. They'd have to, to win like a championship. Unreal, and They'd their have to win basketball a team being terrible. But anyway, nothing. It's just um, it wouldn't happen. And then you have what? Ole Miss, who's up and down, like hit or miss, but like 
Saban's like typically, you know, got their number. Um, Auburn's always just going to be a tough matchup in the Iron Bowl uh, for Bama. So like, I don't really know who poses a threat uh, against these two teams other than who they're going to have out of conference. That's what I was going to say. Don't sleep on old Lincoln out there. Do we know who it is? South Carolina. California. Although Spencer Rattler is at South Carolina. Not that that really matters. Uh, uh, USC, I think. You can't sleep on that. No, it's the USC. Like I don't know who they're playing in there. I don't know. I'm just saying in the playoff. Like they might end up getting them in the playoff. Alabama, they make it there. Oh, oh. Like I'm talking about like two like. Obviously, like they can get back to the playoff, but like, are they? Could either of these teams win too again? Like, do you think they're going to come back and repeat? Yeah, I got the USC could be a team that could get in their way. I I don't know how Lincoln will do, but you imagine he might be a guy or a team that could get in their way. I'm thinking in terms of SEC. Yeah, I'm sure it might even be a repeat unless it's a first round matchup. But it might even be a repeat uh, repeat national championship next year. Could be if Georgia gets good old QB. The transfer portal. I just think that these are two good programs. Okay. Programs. I love a good program. Organizations. Doge, any other outside? Think old, maybe Marcus Freeman and the Notre Dame boys fighting Irish? Maybe the Buckeyes? I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on OSU to have a comeback season next year. Yeah, Stroud might be big time next year. I wouldn't sleep on them. Um, they lost their big games this year, and I think they're going to be coming back pretty hungry next year that they can't take anything, you know. Maybe a little, uh... <laughs> you know. Sorry, go ahead. I, I kind of interrupted you, so I apologize. But uh, maybe a little Mario Cristo ball at the U. Getting the U back here. No way. Maybe. ACC was weak this year, so we'll have to see what comes out comes from that. Dill hits him you with know, a even, no even way. Even Clemson didn't look great. You think they can't get the... Boys, going. I I just don't think that they're gonna go to the. Uh... Yeah, I mean they probably won't go to playoff. I don't see them as a playoff contender. Yeah, that's all. Just giving them a shout out, more than anything. Nah. What about the uh, Miami Ohio Redhawks, Dush? Oh, they'll uh, they'll be great for one of those like December twenty sixth bowls. Yeah, the nice. <laughs> Tuesday, November game. Yeah, it's Just 3 o'clock and there's a bowl game on and it's in the middle of Texas somewhere. Just a little Maction. We're good, we're good for one of those. A little Maction. A little Maction. Chuck Martin, he's he's gotten us bowl bound. Yeah. He got us a bowl win. So He's been doing all right. He's been doing all right. <laughs> we almost beat Mississippi State that one time. Yeah, we should have. Couldn't kick a damn field We, we had a kicker that couldn't kick 35 yards. Terrible. That's yeah. when we got Sam Sloman, and he could kick 60 yarders, like, the next year. Yeah, he kicks bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> We're like, okay, let's actually get someone that we could put in at, like, the 25-yard line. He's uh, in the NFL, or what? He was on the Rams for a little bit, but I don't know now if he is or not. He was Rams. He was Titans for a little bit, but yeah, I think that's... he's... I don't think he's with anybody right now. Yeah, I don't think so. But, okay, well, anyhow. that's up. <laughs> yeah, anyhow, let's move on here then to the uh, second quarter.
Okay, moving on now to our second quarter. Dill, you want to go uh, like happy news or sad news first here? Talk about the Bengals and the Browns. Oh. oh, let's just jump right in. I've got sad news real quick about Sam Sloman. <sighs> That's oh, bad. What the heck's that? He was he was just he was just released on January tenth, twenty twenty two, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He does not have a job currently. Oh, like uh, yesterday. Dang. Yes. By the Steelers. <laughs> That's a bummer. They'll regret it. Fools. He kicks bombs, bro. Someone should take him. Is he a punter? No. Kicker. Kicker. Huh. huh. What is that huh for? Oh. <clears throat> so, Dill. Yeah. Baker's got surgery. Browns. Finished third in the division, technically. Yep. So that's a nice win, little win there for you guys. Sure. But I believe we all got on this pod and said that we thought the Steelers would be last in the division, or at least some form of a you know like version of this. And then we figured you know Browns and Ravens would be up at the top, Bengals would be at third, fighting for a nice wild card spot. Here we are. Bengals won the division. Browns are fighting for the wild card, kind of. Didn't get it done. Steelers end up getting it done, which is just the worst. <laughs> we can all agree on that. That's just absolutely the that worst. That sucks. Especially when it's like, oh, it's Big Ben's last ride. It's like, I don't... <clears throat> we, so we don't need this any longer. The last thing I need, Doge, is... Which, if it would be cool, but is an AFC championship game... At home against Big Ben. I don't know. Thank you. That gives me the uh oh feeling. Like, just please, dear God, no. No. So. <clears throat> I don't want that. With that can, being said. He can go out to the Titans or something. He can beat the Chiefs and then lose to Tennessee. I'm cool with that. I don't even want him to beat the Chiefs. I'm fine with them beating the Chiefs. I wouldn't be thoroughly upset, but. We've already beat the Chiefs, so I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. I'm not afraid of the Chiefs either. Yeah, the Steelers, I'm definitely not afraid of the Steelers. I definitely, like, don't definitely, don't like, I definitely don't want to go to Pat's house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Pat had to come to Joe's house, and it's a little different when you got to go play at Pat's place. You know? Yeah. That place gets loud. Arrowhead. Yeah, we'll Joe's Jungle and Pat's place. You know? Yeah. Or Pat's, <laughs> Pat's patio. The patio? Wow. No, I don't want to play there, either. No. So, I wouldn't mind that exact scenario, but... Uh, the thing I'm worried about is a late matchup against Tennessee, and they just have Derrick Henry running at full strength. Are we just going to skip... Are we just going Bengals? Oh, sorry, my bad. No, no, no. <laughs> we, I think we should. We just do it. We're already kind of doing it, so we might as well. <laughs> Seems like Dill was... I don't know. Dill... What do you have to say, I guess? Or do you want... How do you want to do this? About the Browns? Yeah. Like, what do you... Baker, do you want to bring Bake back? you want to try to trade for somebody? What? What are your thoughts on the season? All right. Brother? So, this is something... Uh, all right. Have you guys heard this at all? That Stefanski was purposefully throwing Baker out there to show that he's not the guy. Like, calling plays, 
to show that he's not the guy. And that he was purposefully exposing Baker. Conspiracy theory. Is that what you're <laughs> saying? Is Are that you a, saying have you heard that? No way. I have not heard that. I've heard that Baker and Stefanski don't get along. So, that was something that I heard on McAfee's show, right? That, like, he was, like, hearing. Interesting. Right? Interesting. So, but who said I, that on McAfee's? Or did he just read that on the show? It was, yeah. It was, like, things that he's, like, heard and things that, like, he's, like, his, like, sources. Like, his, like, sources? You know, like, something like that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly. This is, like... <laughs> so, anyway... Uh, if that's true, I mean, dude, that's that's insane. But like, that's crazy. I wouldn't agree with that. I think you just gotta go out there and try to win with what you have. Why would you try to call plays against your team? That's absurd. That'd be also, weird. Baker Baker was playing with a torn labrum all year. They literally sat him out in the last game because it didn't mean anything, and he's out to go get surgery. Yeah, right. And I mean, you I've... gotta cut that man some slack. You guys were playing games without Nick Chubb, without Kareem Hunt, a lot of the time too. You were dealing with the OBJ drama, like. Yeah, we didn't have him most of the year. I think that team, that team, when full health, could have hung with anybody, and they just had a really tough year. Yeah, I think if they're healthy and if I don't see that, I still like. I like Miles Garrett is like the defensive player of the year. Like, he's like in that realm, bro. Is my point though, like the future for the Browns, like. Is Baker Mayfield ever going to win you a Super Bowl? Like, do you think he's that talented, or can he get that talented? Because you ever, you're at a pivot point right now where you have to either sign him up for a big money deal, or maybe you can trade him or get someone else on the on the quarterback market because there's some quarterbacks who are pretty damn good that might be looking for a new home this year if some of the people that are rumored to move, Rodgers, Wilson, want a new home, Deshaun Watson possibly too. Like, would it be worth going to get one of those guys over keeping Baker? I think yes, but I don't know if those guys are realistic options to get. Yeah, like right. if that's possible. Cleveland a landing spot for any of those guys, you know. Right. And I think Rogers I would know. keep it personally. You think Rogers would? I think there's no chance Russell Wilson would. I guess I'd say it like that. He wants to be in a big city, and there's nothing big city about Cleveland. I love Cleveland. But it's not New York or Las Vegas or I don't know where else you'd want to go. I guess a lot of people are saying New Orleans possibly for Russell. That would probably be a, that would be a cool move. <laughs> Before all the wonky stuff, that's where I was thinking Deshaun Watson should go. And then he became a problem. Yeah, yep. But, um, man, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I personally don't see any of those guys winding up in Cleveland. If I was the Browns, I would try to trade for Deshaun Watson personally. Like, if you're obviously I'm pending all of his... I don't know. Dude. Chupas, it's just, I all just of his think... bullshit is Do you legally mess... okay. Like, is that how you mess with the vibe? Is you bring him in? I just don't know if he's... The vibe thing I don't there think is... I he's the answer, bro. I do not. 
I just think he's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. With a huge question mark of I literally started off my statement by saying pending his legal stuff is cleaned up. So like I just even if it if it's cleaned up, it's not a question anymore. Yeah, but even even if even if it comes back where everything's fine there though, I feel like the locker room there is People are still gonna like regardless of like I just don't think that people are still gonna be like "Eh." You think that people in the locker room are gonna look at him like that? Yeah, I don't think so. Some may. I think if I was in the locker room, I would. I would be like, I don't know about this guy. Like, After he's proven in court to be legally okay? No, dude, but he had other locker room issues in Houston, too. Sure. Like what? I gotta just... I mean, like, he was, like, going back and forth, like, with, like, the organization and the GM and stuff. Like, like that can't be... I mean, him and J.J. Watt were boys... He was like, you got to get out of here. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting out of here because this team's trash. Like, I don't know. That's I, fine. That's I think, fine. I don't know. I mean, I just. I don't think anyone in that locker room well. would necessarily, if he was going to win him football games, be looking at him sideways. If he's legally all right, obviously. That's he's not my guy. Like, if I'm going to go and make a big trade, I'm not putting my chips in the Deshaun Watson basket. What, are you going to sign Baker Mayfield to a five-year deal worth $45 million plus? That hurts. Because you can't keep him for, you can't keep him for that less. Hurts. That hurts. Worth $45 million over the five years? No. It's like going to end up being like Pat Mahomes, $45, $50 million in the last year. <laughs> I can't pay him Pat Mahomes money, no. But is that what he's even worth? Like, is anyone going to pay him that? That's just the going rate for a quarterback. That's how it works. Right, but I just yeah, don't I guarantee with, like with you paying someone for not what they're worth doing. Who would pay him that money? What Who is would pay like, him Pat Mahomes' money? What is like Sam Darnold making? He, uh, I think he's making like twenty, maybe twenty-five. Too much, dude. I'm sure. Just riding that. Speaking pine. of a team that would pay for it. The Carolina Panthers. I bet. Yeah. Um, Sammy D. Sad teams on it. I bet uh, <clears throat> Denver, depending on the coach. Yeah. I bet they would like, too. Like big. Though they like big tall guys though. So. Houston dude always gets Baker in our fancy. In our uh, Madden draft fantasy thing that we do. Um, so maybe Houston's like Two years, $23 million guaranteed <clears throat> for wow. Sam. I think it was 30 total. But he's probably not going to hit those incentives, I'd say. Yeah, probably not. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> okay. I don't know. You've got Baker under contract for one more year, so you don't have to sign him this next year, but... At the end of the year, you got to make the choice, so you can see him out for one more year. But yeah, so I mean, ah, I don't know what I would pay him. I would try to get him in the thirties. I think if I could pay him thirties, I think I would keep him. That's like the Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff range of pay. That's kind of his tier of quarterback. About range of play as well, yeah. 
<laughs> like if I could get him like mid mid to low thirties, like thirty three to thirty five, I would pay him that. But I can't pay him forty five fifty mil a year. No. I just don't see why he takes contract like that when a guy like Jared Goff is making thirty three million dollars. That he can walk in and be like Jared Goff makes thirty three. Yeah, he probably has. He'll be like Jerry Goff went to a Super Bowl. And he'll be like the Rams went to the Super Bowl. (laughs) And they'll be like, well, the Browns won the playoff game last year, not you. And Kirk Cousins makes a little 33 right there. Yeah, Carson Wentz, 32. Matt Ryan, 30. Tannehill, 29. Unbelievable, dude. (laughs) Just two million games. The Rams went to the Super Bowl. Just two million um, game out here, just balling mid tier. Like Dak Prescott is the guy who just signed, right? Yeah, he's making an average of forty million. Forty mil a pop. Yeah, but Dak Prescott is a lot better than Baker. There's no I doubt think. about it. But <laughs> Baker Mayfield can also be like, I'm the best quarterback you guys have had, maybe ever, or since Bernie Kosar, who you know, Derek Anderson maybe. Wow, no. I mean he's probably better than him. He's a know. one and done. Eric. Yeah, he's like a yeah. one and done. <clears throat> so like he can walk in and say that too at the same time and that's what makes it so much harder because like do you want to give up the dude who's been your best quarterback in forever even though he still like just like how do you miss some of these throws sometimes so I don't know Dill what are your your leanings on the money I want to believe in Baker I really do he seems so. like he's got like the dude factor that's know, what I'm saying kind of like, like He's kind of got, like, you know, some of that, like, Cleveland, like, grittiness. And, like, you know, he's also got a little bit of flashiness, you know. I don't know. I agree with you there, Dill. I think on his, like, plays where he'll, like, scramble around and then get, like, 16 yards, like, going around the edge and, like, leans in to take a hit. And then he gets up and gets super hyped, like. Yeah. He's got, like, a little bit of the Cleveland. He's got a little bit of the Cleveland FU in him, which I agree with both of you in that Deshaun Watson does not fit that bill of Cleveland, per well, se. Well, he kind of does, if you know what I mean. <laughs> not, uh, no. But, I just, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Because I guess Stefanski doesn't like Baker. But the players love him. Per Jonathan Vilma, via the Ryan Rosillo podcast. Wow. You know you know. So that's an interesting. Who knows? So. That is interesting. Let's talk about a winning know, team. Does. Head coach, head coach, QB butting heads is a really tough situation. It's not not ideal. Not ideal. By the way, <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb. One and two and rushing in the NFL. Uh, both average five and a half yards a carry. Ooh. One had almost 2,000 yards, and one had just over 1,000 yards. So, Jonathan Taylor had an extra 100 attempts. Jeez. He just got to run the ball a lot more. Well, Nick Chubb was out for a little while. That didn't help you guys by any means. Nearly 100 attempts, though. Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't really... I mean, that's that's like three and a half, four games worth of, like, heavy running the ball. Well, my other point is that, like, we just didn't run a whole lot. Yeah. Which plays into the whole 
Other conspiracy. I mean, you want to play to your strengths, and, I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb is electric. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you would do that. If, you're, if your winning strategy is to run the ball, why you would sabotage. I think that's just so ridiculous, if that's true. I... And then you would have to get rid of that coach. If you have a coach trying to sabotage your team's success to undermine a player, like, that's you'd have to kick him out the door instantly. I imagine Crazy. he looks at it as a, I'm trying to get him out of here to so we can actually win type thing. That's how he would put it. I don't then, I don't like then it. Just, then uh, just bench him and put in a guy that you'll actually call good plays for. Like, why would you... Like, if you're calling plays that are going to show that he's bad, that's going to be you losing games. Why would you want to do that? Like, you could win now with a better strategy. I'm not trying to necessarily defend this move here, per se, but I would imagine he's like, I can't win with Case Keenum, I can't win with Baker Mayfield. The GM won't trade him. So I'll just try to make it a bit more difficult or call the plays that I want to call, like run my offense, and if Baker can't do it, he's shit out of luck. We Probably what's happening. Not He's actually like... Oh, you know what? I bet Baker can't throw the deep fade here on third down, so I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't think he's doing that, but I bet he's that's like... What, that's what Dill made it seem like. I, I, I would imagine it's like, I'm running my offense. Screw you, Baker. I don't care. Would be more more of the lines of what it's actually like. But in its harshest version, it's like, yeah, dude, he's calling plays against Baker that he can't do, and so he wants him out of there. It's terrible. <laughs> Uh, I think we need a wide receiver in the draft for sure, big time. Definitely need that'd some be wide a, receiver. That'd be a good help. help for you guys for sure. Maybe like it's a big deep draft for that. So. Good signing. So anyway, I know you guys want to talk about your bungles. We got. I, we don't have too much to talk about because we got. We don't. We don't want to get too excited because we got a game this weekend, Doge. Because we're still playing freaking football, baby. Yes, sir. Game at the jungle. Raider Nation did not take a knee to tie with the Chargers to kick the Steelers out of the playoffs. We we are a little bit bummed about that part of it. But crazy sequence. The Raiders are here. We beat them at their place earlier this year in their dome. Doge, what are your thoughts on this matchup? What are your thoughts on the Bengals season? Like you're saying, um, we kind of were hoping maybe for a wild card here, but now we're hosting a home game. Winning the division. First time since 2015. I love it. I mean, it's awesome to win the division. I mean, we had our our 100th episode talking with all the Bengals fans about the hype and, you know, what does this season look like? And a lot of us were saying 10-7 and is definitely a possibility. And uh, and that's what it wound up being. Um, so it's, it's sweet to see it come to fruition. Um, we're undefeated against the other AFC teams in the playoffs right now. We are 4-0 against the teams that are in there that we played. Um, so we've proven that we can beat them. You know, I, I love the matchup against the Raiders at home. You know, I, I think that's a great start for it. our playoffs. And uh, I think we can ride a win out there, I mean, and, and hopefully go from there. I mean, I, I think we're a better team than them. We haven't won a playoff game in so long, and I think this is the year. Hmm. Doge, what I'm about to say, I don't even want to say because I'm nervous that it could actually affect the game. 
but I'm going to say it. The only way we lose to the Raiders is if they're a legit team of destiny. If all of their bad mojo that's happened to them this year has reversed jinxed karma and they're just like, we need to just let Derek Carr have a great year because he's dealing with all this bullshit and doing it in an incredible way and leading their team. Like, if you, you can argue, you can honestly argue he's the MVP if you, like, it's Rodgers, but, like, if you want to do, like, a nice, like, wholehearted, you know, he's kept the team together, they didn't blow up, and they didn't just, like, tank the season, they're in the playoffs, you know, their coach got in trouble, one of their players got in a huge, you know, he's kicked out of football forever for a really stupid mistake that he made, um, <clears throat> being an idiot, drinking and driving. So, the only way I think we lose is if, if, if they're just Team of Destiny, which kind of happened in that Sunday night game, little Team of Destiny there, so... Bit nervous about it, but we whooped them last time, like whooped them in the second half of that game. Like we opened it up, and one of my favorite quotes from Joe Burrow, and I've, I've brought it up on the pod, I say it to all my people, is he loves playing a team twice because then he gets to see the defense and he gets to fix his mistakes. And so it could be even worse for the Raiders hypothetically in this game. They're used to playing in a dome. They're not ready for the cold. They got to come out here in the cold. Something that really matters to me, too, it's a Saturday game, so we have you know, more time to prepare in our home because we don't have to travel. They have to travel here. Also, we get it out of the way, get that curse right out of the way, first game out of here, all eyeballs are on us. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm excited. I'm planning on trying to get to the jungle for it. I'm trying to get my brother Doge and my brother Patch there. We'll see what we can do. We're trying hard. Not going to happen, but I'm going to keep poking and prodding. Maybe one of them will join me. But either way, it's exciting that we, we've actually got the division. We're winning team finally. Um, it is incredibly awesome and something there's no chance, Doge or Dill, that either of us thought we could sit here and go, you know what, I bet Jamar Chase, the guy we're going to pick, who we might have thought we should have taken the offensive tackle, he's going to break the franchise record for receiving yards this year. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. After sitting a year out. Right, sitting a year out of college, second in the league in touchdowns. Well, that might have changed after last weekend, but he was going into the last week of the season, which he played only a couple snaps to get the, the record, then he, we sat him down. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's awesome to see their connection. It's awesome to see all the love the Bengals are getting. This has never happened before where people are actually talking about the Bengals. You can go on and be like, oh, let me listen to like the podcast I always listen to with all these major sports you know, figures, and they love Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And it, it feels so weird. It's really bizarre. Bengals. It's bizarre. Like, it you're, really mostly they're, you're used to hearing people talk about the Giants and the Patriots. And the Cowboys. real contender. I have the Bengals coming out of, you know. It's like, I mean, Maurice Jones-Drew on Good Morning Football today. He was like, yeah, I think this is a great matchup for the Bengals. I think they're going to smoke them. They already did this year. And I've got him going to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. And I'm just like, Maurice Jones-Drew, former player? Like, I love that. Jags, baby? Come on. (laughs) I mean, I love to hear stuff like that. And like I said, I mean, we'll take it one game at a time. And I think this is a great matchup to start us off with. And we've already proven that everybody that we've already met this year in that bracket, we've already beat them. We beat the Chiefs. We beat the Steelers. We beat the Raiders. Dojan, in my opinion, this is the perfect matchup to start with because if we would have gotten the bills we'd have to worry about josh allen we get the patriots we got to worry about bill belichick we get the steelers we get we have to worry about that stupid 
Big Ben, hey, it's my last year. Just gumming up the game. T.J. Watt, BS. If we get the Ravens somehow, if they would have snuck in, that would have been devastating, I imagine, with Lamar finally being back and you know them just figuring out us out. You know, hey, maybe we will double Jamar Chase for once. See if that might makes a makes a difference. They, maybe they wouldn't. The Colts. I cannot believe the Colts didn't make it to the playoffs. I was so nervous that we were gonna have to play the Colts because of Jonathan Taylor and his run game, and I figured that would have just really, really slowed the game up, and they would have tried to take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands and really just milk the clock with that. We don't have to worry about that at all. We have to worry about they Derek Carr throwing pass interference it. bombs. I'm not they worried. They choked about. it. The Colts absolutely choked it. I'm so sorry, Ed. Dude, My gosh. The Raiders have been a part of some of the wildest games this year. Correct. On the biggest of stages. Correct. So, I think it's going to be a weird... Like, something's... It's going to be weird. Dude. I hope not. I hope it's not weird. I hope we just smoke them. Like, it, what referee, you know, is, is it going to be that oh, same yeah, right, group as true. the Thanksgiving... Dallas Raiders game? Like, is it going to be that group? The Raiders had their moment. They made it to the playoffs. Their story is dead. It's our time. The comeback kid. Joe Shiesty. Joe, excuse me, Mrs. Wagner. Motherfucking brr is coming out of here. We're getting this dumb. We've got the best young team ever assembled of having a quarterback throw for over 4,000, a running back run for over 1,000, and two receivers receive for over 1,000, all 25 years old or younger. So you can say that with that statistic and not make it sound like so crazy. It's like awesome. Like, yeah, everybody's under 25, ready to rock and roll. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, all were electric this year and Tyler Boyd is such an awesome option as well like he's a beast you have to keep your eyes on every single one of those guys and then when you are like Uzama Drew Sample and Joe Mixon like little dump passes have just been really effective like the passing game there is really opened up by Joe Mixon's ability to run and we're just so young and so good well, dude, and then you got to tip your cap to the front office because we've been up here before and been like, man, it would be nice if they spend money and if we did something good. The people we spent money on are incredible. Chidoba Awuzie is awesome for us. He might be one of the Trey Henderson. He, he might, he's not one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's, you know, a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback. Might not have made the Pro Bowl, per se, but he's been playing awesome for us. Mike Hilton's been playing awesome for us. Trey Henderson is a Pro Bowler for us. You know what I mean? Like Yes. Riley Reef has been awesome for us. I know we signed him last year, but Quentin Spain has been awesome for us. You know what I mean? Like, all these guys that we've signed recently have been awesome, which is really cool, and it doesn't typically work out that way for the Bengals. So it's just really strange, like Dylan was kind of saying, to hear everybody in the media, all our signings are working out. The quarterback that we have actually has swagger and can throw the ball with anyone in the league, you know, it seems like. So... I don't know. It's probably never been a better time to be a Bengals fan, I'd say. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Good to agree more, T. I'm, I'm loving it right now. Doge, let's get on here next week and talk about our playoff win. How's that sound? I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. Well, let's move on here then to halftime, boys.
All right, we're going to move on here into halftime, and I'm going to pass it right back to you, Doge. Where can we find the Clubhouse-specific social media stuff? We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, our Facebook is The Clubhouse. Twitter and Instagram are both Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. So give us a follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Yeah. Where can we find the Cheap Seats Network stuff? Yeah. Exciting stuff, guys. Ready? Oh, yeah. Facebook. The Cheap Seats Network. Mm. Type it in, The Cheap Seats Network. Then on Twitter, at the underscore cheap underscore seats for the cheap SN, which stands for, boom, Doge, you got it right now. Get it to me. Boom. You look like you had it. Spaghetti noodles. What? Spaghetti noodles. Mm, TJ, what you got? Sub-Zero Newts. Those are crazy Newts. Yeah, they're cold. It's cold out right now. They're like little lizard guys. I couldn't think of a word that was in, so I just looked up (laughs) N-words, and that was the one that stood out to me, but I was sticking with Sub-Zero. Okay, now... Sub-Zero Narwhal. That's probably more topical. There you go. They like the cold water. Okay. Sticking with that. That's my final answer, Jeff. Well, I was going to keep it sports-related for Stetson Nor... Wow. Stetson, notably... Come on. Being as the quarterback who... uh, who, Notably? Yeah, who took down... No, dude. He notably took down... Notably. He notably took down Alabama. That was notable. The cheap Stetson notably. That is so I like so it. upsetting, Dill. I like it. I like it. Hey, I'm out. Spaghetti and noodle man. Spaghetti noodles. Maybe next time. Wow. I'll never guess it again. Again? You haven't guessed it. I'm saying I'll never guess spaghetti noodles again. So oh doesn't yeah. Matter if it doesn't matter if it's the next time. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. I might do it next time just to throw you off. <laughs> You're the worst. Actually, TJ will guess it. I and might, then, and then he'll get it again. I might, but that'll actually be it because I won't give it away. Basically, right? <laughs> you never know. Moving on to the third quarter here. Yeah. Do you guys want to do the playoff matchups first, or do you want to go over our Super Bowl contender scores real quick? Um, maybe scores first, and then go into the matchups. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll recap the teams, then I'll give the scores here. Um, by the way, mm. just for a recap for you gentlemen, so you remember. Yeah. You earn one point for making the playoffs. You earn one point per playoff win, two points for a conference championship win. You also get a point for a bye. So you get an extra point for a bye. So two teams will be getting two points. If you make the AFC or NFC championship game like just an appearance, you'll get a point. And if you win the Super Bowl, you get five points. 
So that's how we're doing the scoring for this. Right now, here are the teams that everyone has. Dill's teams. Mm. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, we picked this. I forget what week it was. Um, but quite it, was a, about, it was about five or six weeks ago. I'll say it was quite a while back. Like week so, 12? Yeah. I think so. Bucks, Ravens, Cardinals, Chargers, Browns for Dill there. Tough look with three of those teams not being in the playoffs. <laughs> He's got. I've got to really rely on two the, points on here the, on with the, the Cardinals and the Bucks. Is what he's got. Dill, your best scenario is the Bucks and the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, playing in somehow the... somehow playing in the NFC Championship. Is that possible? It's possible, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much anything's possible. I think potentially, but I don't really know how that would Anything's shake up possible. with their seeding. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, either way, yeah. nothing on the AFC side, that, which is tough. Doge. Titans. Chiefs. Cowboys. Bengals. Niners. Big controversy with the Niners pick. Big set right there. Yeah, we. Did. Yeah, that's true. A lot of controversy. That is true. Might enforce <laughs> it right now. That's true. That was a very contentious pick. Mm-hmm. Notable pick, if you. Who will. did he have instead? Do we remember? I had the Saints instead. Unbelievable! They almost went too. It was the. It was those two teams. Yeah, those were the teams that were being fought between, which is such really a choop. Yeah, it worked out for me. Yeah, I bet. TJ's teams, the Packers, go, Pack, go. The Bills, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. LA is LA, baby. The Rams. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Frickin' pour one out for the damn Colts. I've got five points. Doja's got six points. Maximum amount for your first round. Dill, two points. So, let's talk about the matchups. In the AFC, the Titans have a bye. Big Ben hopefully will be ending his last hurrah at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. We've got the Bills and the Patriots, the little divisional matchup, facing now for the third time this season here. It was split earlier. We had the weather game. We had the Bills beating the Patriots. And now we've got a rematch here again. And then we have a matchup we kind of just talked about, so I don't think we need to really touch on that. Bengals, Raiders, Hooday. We're taking them down. We love it. Um, just Clay on the bike, just ripping. Love it. Um, <clears throat> Chiefs, Steelers. Mm. Who like just quick comments about this? What do you guys? What do you guys thoughts? Um, what do you think in general? I've got to take a step back because early I said. I wouldn't mind if the Steelers beat the Chiefs. I, I lied. I forgot I had the Chiefs in this game, so I'm all Chiefs. Let's go. Big Chiefs guy. Yeah, just like, you can't be rooting for the Steelers anyway, Dush. <laughs> it's just not, it's not cool. Not cool. Bad karma. Yeah, it's not bad how you want to be doing it. It's not oh, how you want to be juju. doing it. Bad juju. It's bad juju. Yeah, so in that case, I guess I should be rooting for the Steelers. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty no, bummed. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, home field's got to play a huge part of this game. 
like we said earlier, Arrowhead's a tough place to play. I think that this is probably the perfect game for the Chiefs. It would be a nice tune-up for them, honestly, because there's no way the Steelers can keep up scoring with the Chiefs unless T.J. Watt has, like, an ungodly performance, like where he just yeah. is all – he's literally wearing Pat Mahomes' jersey, which is possible. There's Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm not calling for that. So, all right. I think this will be and the Chiefs. The Chiefs' line was hurt in the game against us, especially. Yeah, they had a lot of people going down. Joe Tooney had to come in and play left tackle. Weird. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to be ready for this one. As much as Big Ben, Team of Destinies, you know, I think they kind of lucked into making the playoffs a little bit with the Colts losing that game. Um, and some other stuff going their way. So, I think Big Ben was prepared for that Monday night to be his last game. You know, last important game, if that means anything. And now he's got another one, so maybe they'll be ready to go. But I don't. I think they're just toast. So. I mean, um, that's definitely his last that he'll have at Heinz Field if this is their. Yeah, right, but like the last seed, right? So yeah, but they're the Monday night seed. game, like prime time again, though, like. Yeah. You can Eli Manning, you can watch the Eli cast or the mega cast. Like, they're super mega casting it um, or whatever with all the different streams and stuff. So, um, yeah, obviously last game at Heinz Field. But I meant, like, I'm sure he figured that that's my last big game, too. Like, yeah. Unless things go very well. but And they did go very well. So, um, I just don't think they're, they're going to be... The Chiefs mean business, and I don't know what if the Steelers really mean business this year. So, um, I, Dill, do you have any on that? I guess I have another. I have a comment. I, I just think that the only way that the Steelers win is if it's like a dirty, sloppy game, like sixteen right. to thirteen or something like, like that. Pat Mahomes gonna have like, to beat himself, and then you know, on the other end, like I. I could totally see the uh, Chiefs running away with it, like, 37 to, like, you know, 14, you know, and, and just kind of, like, blowing, the, you know, the, the roof off the, the building. So, yeah. Um, Who knows? It's going to be a good one, though. I think that's the only way that the Steelers win, though, is if it's sloppy. Yeah, I'm so. kind of with you on that. Um, Which we've seen. Like, they find ways to make games like that, so. Yeah, but I was going to say, yeah, TJ Watt can make things sloppy real quick. Yeah, but one guy who can get out of a, a sloppy play, Dush, is Pat Mahomes. He loves he lives in that sloppy. Sure, he, you're right. He loves that off schedule. <laughs> you're right. He lives in that sloppy. <laughs> oh boy, I'm pissed that the Bills and the Pats are playing because those are two of my teams, and I'm freaking salt about it. That did not work out well for you. Yeah, big matchup there against Brick Dibs. Yeah. That'll be their third time playing each other this year. It was split, right? One and one? Yeah. They each each won at their own, or like on their uh, visiting turf. Yep. I think that's going to change this time. I think the Bills are going to. I agree. There's no weather this, like it's not going to be like last time. Old McCorkle's going to have to sling that rock, and I don't know if he'll be ready to do that against the Bills. I don't think he, yeah. I hope Josh Allen comes in and he's just poised in the playoffs. He's had some he's had some playoff issues. Unless 
the Bengals are playing at the Bills at some point. Yes. But yeah, I then, agree. then he can get the jitters. Yeah. <laughs> Until then. No, I, I think the Bills here, for sure. I think it does change, T, like you said. I think the home team's taking it. I think they've just got a better team, and I, it will kind of turn into a shootout, and I don't think McCorkle's ready for that. If anybody can do it, it's old Bill Belichick, but I think we're getting all home wins here for this first round of the AFC. I think so, too. Division winners. Yep. Let's move on here to the NFC, where the Packers have a bye. Well-deserved. They were, you know, arguably the best team in the NFL this year. They had a great season, so they got the bye there. I guess I didn't really say much about the Titans up at the top for the AFC. They had a great season. Battled through a lot. I want to say Titans, too. Most players ever rostered on a team um, with, I think, it's like 100 and something um, where they've had people just turning over through the team through COVID or players that they had to cut and other things like that. So pretty impressive for them to be the one seed with all that turnover in their roster. To basically have two whole rosters on their team um, is great so yeah. or incredible. But um, back to the NFC, Packers got the bye. Uh, Dills Bucks taking on the Eagles. Um, they sat a lot of people, had a lot of COVID stuff as well for their last game, so they're rested up, ready to go. The Bucks kind of played some of their guys, tried to go for that. Um, no, they couldn't get the one seed, could they? No. But they were getting their boys their incentives, which they have to do. Get everybody paid, get them happy for the playoffs. Tom loves doing that. Um, what do you got for the Bucks eagles still? I guess I'll do the other. We got Cowboys, Niners, Rams, Cardinals, but what do you got for Bucks eagles still? The first matchup. Yeah, I... It has similar vibes to the game last year against Washington where it's like, we should win this game. Um, obviously, I think that this is actually... Dude, I think that Eagles are like sneaky good. I, I, I've been telling you that like for a little bit now. Um, they're like, I don't know why. I just like have like a weird vibe against them. Or, you know, for them, I guess. Or with them, whatever. Anyway... Um, I don't want to play against them, and that's exactly what we're facing. So, back in the day, like, growing up, I remember hating the Eagles in Donovan McNabb oh, because... I loved that team so dude, much, they would dude. always what? beat the Bucks. They would always beat us in the playoffs. And, like, I remember being, like, super young and getting an update, like, on a cruise when I was, like, six years old, back when, like, cell phones were, like, kind of a thing. But you couldn't just, like go find out. You know what I mean? Like, you had to, like... You would catch me in the front yard doing T.O.'s. I have a Donovan McNabb jersey in my drawer. I love I them. Know. I just hate Byron them. Byron Westbrook, bro. Oh, Brian Dawkins? Mm-hmm. <sighs> hey. You want to talk about a hard-hitting dude? Whoa. That guy had some force. So, anyway, I... I think Weapon we should be okay. Um... But I think it's going to be a closer game than maybe what the spread may, may be. Okay. <laughs> Without knowing what it is? Yeah. What if it is close spread? Well, like, I mean, okay, like, if it's I'm a with close you. It's going to be a close game. Like, like, it's that's not going to be one where it's just going to be, oh, the Bucks are just beating the, the Washington football team. Like, they're just they're smoking somebody. Like, that's... The, Jalen Hurts says he's able to extend a lot of plays, which makes it tough in a playoff game. 
And they have, he can create rush yards on his own, which is tough in a playoff he's game, He's been too. good everywhere he goes. He's a winner. Yeah. He's a winner. First time in the playoffs. You know who looked just as good, too, though? Tom Brady. Gardner Minshew. He looks uh, good. He looks good. Gardner Minshew's start was pretty solid. He played well. I'll tell you what, he looks better than Sam Darnold, Big. Teddy Bridgewater, Jamison <clears throat> once. Jameis Winston, I was thinking of Taysom Hill as well, or Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Anybody on the Saints? Ian Book, for sure. I'll never, ever forgive Ian Book for that. He ruined my fantasy season. (laughs) He just didn't throw the ball. I'll never forgive him for that. Never, (laughs) ever. I'll never, I'm not going to, never bring it up to him. But if somebody's like, hey... What's your thoughts on Ian Book, man? First thought is, well... He really let me down. <laughs> he really let me down. <laughs> I've never seen someone hold on to the ball so long. Like, just get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. It is tough. Ugh. What's the next game? I... Or what do you have? I was going to say, I think this matchup is definitely going to the Bucks, though. Yeah. Love to Jalen Hurts and, and Gardner Minshew over there at the Eagles. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's a Bucks win, bro. I don't... I think the last thing Tom Brady wants, and this is like, it'll just be a Tom Brady will game, is for him to lose after AB is going around being like, Tom Brady my friend, alright? Gronk his friend, alright? Gronk get paid, right? It's like, how come I'm not making money? How come AB on a prove-it deal? It's like, because you are proving yourself correct right now is why you're on a prove-it deal, AB. Your actions. Yeah, you're not playing in the playoffs now because you threw off your jersey and quit the team. Get out of here. One of the more he needs insane help, things. Bro. He, just he needs, needs help. some. He needs some love. He needs some help. He might be on some drugs, possibly. Who knows? But he needs something. And it was, he apparently thought it was more catches in the game so he can get those incentives, baby. But the last thing Tom Brady wants is for to be like, did Antonio Brown leaving the Buccaneers cause the Bucs to have their bad season? He's at least winning one playoff game just to get rid of that story. Get rid of that story? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. I think they're just the better team, too, but I, I agree. I'm Can't totally, I'm totally with you, Doge. I'm just saying, if it comes down to like, we're here, we're here in the fourth quarter, and like they're down, I'm gonna be like, Mm-mm. nope, don't get tricked, yeah. don't get tricked here. Tom's gonna come back and win this one. Don't, no doubt. <clears throat> okay, next game, Doge, right at you. Cowboys versus 49ers. See, this one is tricky, T, because this is my. My same situation as you had the AFC is I have both these teams on my 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 side here. 49ers yeah. and Cowboys. Um, <clears throat> I I love Debo Samuel. What an I like factor. the 49ers team. But Truly. I think the Cowboys just have more weapons and 
their ability to pick the ball off and just the, the success that they have had on, on shutting some teams down with that defense. I mean, it's it's been really fun to watch, but I also think it's going to prevail in this matchup. So I'm taking the Cowboys. I like it. Quick, who is your MVP? This is the Nickelodeon game. Oh, the Nickelodeon VP? Yeah. <laughs> um, Last year it was Mitchell Trubisky. Jeez. Yeah. It's going to be Dak. Ooh. Okay. Dill? The MVP? Just your thoughts on the game, but also MVP, yeah. Uh, CD Lamb. Wow. Big day for Cowboy wide receivers. <laughs> and you've got your eyes closed, like you're looking into like a crystal ball or something. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that's like looking uh, into the future. I think that Jimmy G does well, but again, it's just not something that he's gonna win a game on his own. Hmm. He might not have any picks or turnovers, but it could just be like a 210-yard, one-touchdown, lose-by-eight performance, you know? So what's interesting is we have a coach who seems to be one of the brightest in the league, Kyle Shanahan, with all of his offense. He seems like he can get any running back to score, wins kind of with any quarterback there, versus a guy who... While he's been to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, just seems to not be the most intelligent coach in Mike McCarthy. Wow, well, he's definitely smart, but wow, it just seems like he's he said too when he was hired by the Cowboys. I got you know I studied you know I got my subscription to, subscription to Pro Football Focus and started doing some analytics stuff. So like he's not super super into the analytics. Uh-huh. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this game is coached or played or, you know, who's going for it on fourth or... Cause if it comes down to coaching, I would imagine we'll have a Shanahan win. Wow. But I think it's just going to come back to quarterback play, Doge. I think you're right. We got Dak here. But I'm going different MVP. Trayvon Diggs, two picks off of Jimmy Jizzle. Wow. That'll lock in the MVP right there. They show his son in the crowd. He's going crazy a couple times. Boom. Everybody loves it. I could see that. Because I think... The game could certainly get him there. Especially if one's a pick six. Yes. But I know the 49ers corners have been pretty weak recently. I don't know if they've gotten back to health or if they're back in action. But it could be a lot of Dak action. Just launching bombs there. So... um. Okay, Dill, we'll let you start here on the next matchup, unless you have anything else for Cowboys 49ers, either of you guys. No? Okay. That receiving core that the Cowboys have, they're just all dogs, bro. Murray Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Could be a lot of passing. A lot of passes, I would imagine. Um, Zeke and Tony P, though, no joke. That's a good combo. Yes. Very good combo. Um, 
Rams versus the Cardinals, Dill. We got, have, we've seen this matchup already twice. Yep. Both yep. of them were pretty good games. Uh-huh. Both of them were pretty, you know, nothing really to kind of make it one definitive or over the other. Who do you have in this matchup? You got Stafford, you got Kyler Murray, you got Cliff, you got McVay. You got the super squad of the Rams. They got all those superstar players they signed versus Kyler Murray. And I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is back or not, but it seems like they're a lot different when he plays. So if he's back, that could be interesting. J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is back, though. He back. I do know that. He back. He back. So what do you think of J.J. and the boys? Mm. Well, I think uh, McVay and Stafford are just going to Ram it down him. I think Ooh, that I think it's actually going to be a good little play action game because they're going to get a lot of success from the run game. I think that their D line is going to do well. Sure. I think it's going to be a Rams game for sure. I think it's going to be a you know experience type game versus again like just Cliff just kind of good but not. Maybe it. No. So I think Kyler's also hurt. So he's probably dinged up a little bit. Seems like that kind of is his mo. Unfortunately, if they were healthy, I think it could be different. I think it could be a pretty highly contested game, and I think it still could be. But the Rams are just good, man. I, I think they're they're quality team. I've I've been pulling for them all year. They're one of my teams on this list anyway, too. So yeah. I'm rooting for them for that for sure. But. I just want to see Stafford you know, do well in the playoffs. Whether they win or lose, I would like his performance at least to be good. You know, Every other time he's been in the playoffs, they've been the underdog team, getting the wild card, going to play against you know, one of their you know, bigger bad division teams, and it just seems like it didn't work out for him. And um, you know, Hopefully he just has a good game because he's had a good season. And you'd hate for people to look back and be like, well, you know, I don't know, the golf trade – you know, I don't think it was worth it. It's like, oh, dude, I don't. Their offense has been way different this year for sure. I mean, look at Cooper Cup. Ask him if he thinks there's a difference. But triple crown winner, shouts out to him. That's amazing. Catches, touchdowns, and yards. First time in a long time. <laughs> I think since Steve Smith, two thousand five. I didn't want to get the year wrong, but now I got a stats team myself. <clears throat> so. I got the Rams in this. Kyler could get shifty, get it going. There's no doubt, but McVay's been to the playoffs. He knows what he's doing. He's got playoff wins. I'm taking McVay over Cliff as well. Doge, what do you have here in this game? I am also going to go with the Rams. Um, I love the Stafford Cup connection, um, but I also just think that the momentum has not been on the Cardinals' side since the Kyler Murray injury um, on that primetime game against the Packers. When they lost their first game since then, went from being the best team in the NFL to not even winning their own division, losing it out to the Rams. I think the Rams are just playing better football right now. Um, so I'm going with the Rams at home. Who needs a stats team when you got a, when you're gonna got a mind like this, baby? 2005 Steve Smith, triple crown winner. Get out of here. There you go, T. Makes sense because that's when they went 103 to the receptions, Super Bowl. 1,563 yards, 12 touchdowns. What's Cooper Cup? Dude, <laughs> they're a lot higher than that, I think. 122 receptions, 
1,700 yards, 1,600 yards. Uh, he's got 145 receptions. Crazy. That is so ridiculous. Dude, how, what a shame. So close. 1,947 yards. Mm. Uh. <clears throat> 16 touchdowns. What That's a freaking wow. season, dude. My right God. That's, That's incredible. That just puts back in that that I keep thinking about watch a little bit uh we watching some of that what is that Tom Brady? No. Man in the Arena. Yeah, the Man in the Arena. That Randy Moss season is so much like every time I think about how many touchdowns he had, like twenty three is just like holy crap, dude. They just kept adding up. So many. Yeah. So many. Yeah. Just seven more than old Koopy Cup and he had a great season. All time season. Yeah, you know. and there was one extra game this year, too. Right. <laughs> right. So wild. He had more catches than Steve Smith. He had the catch record before the the year was done, though. Before, like, the regular season would have been done, the normal stat season, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And T.J. Watt, by the way, for anybody going multiple games, he missed multiple games this year, so his sack record is even more legit than sure. Michael Strahan's, who had Brett Favre fall down for him. Even though I love it. Um, okay, well, we'll we'll check back in, right? Or do you guys have any other notes on this game? I'll say we'll check back in on these our teams and our points next week. There's going to be a lot of a lot of us eliminated here, so we'll see. You know, if Doge gonna be running away with it, is Dill looking really nice and pretty with how he's got it? You know, is, am I gonna have you know some good points? Who knows? So we'll see checking about that next week with our Super Bowl contenders and checking on the playoffs so that'll be a good way to stay tuned with that boys let's move on here to our fourth quarter Clay Thompson and Kyrie Irving returning to their teams here this past week weekend area um, Kyrie coming out with a 22 point debut um, in Indiana um, our buddy Ed was there. Shouts out to Ed. So we got some uh, feedback from him on that. And then Clay Thompson playing on Sunday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I believe it was a 17-point performance. Um, looked pretty good with a lot of his shots there. Had a nice, really nice dunk, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys had heard this, but Clay Thompson said he had not dunked once in his rehab. So that was the first time he had dunked. Um like since he'd returned from injury and he just skied over two calves, like that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. I didn't hear that. So that was a little cool, fun fact about that. But um, just give me your thoughts on both these guys returning. Uh, Clay working so hard after two years of injury um, to come back, and then Kyrie pouting long enough to get his way and being a part-time player now for the Nets. Um, where there's 24 or 25 games remaining that he cannot play in due to the restrictions. So, very interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I I love to see Clay back. There's when nothing he better. he got hurt the first time, it was so tough, and then for him to get hurt again before he were even really making his comeback, I mean, it was really tough. Um, but, I mean, nobody knows back out for those free throws or something. He just he was able to fight through it, and for him to come back and still just play it at a high level is, is awesome. Um, to see him make their first points on his return game was sweet. Um, 
So, I mean, it's a great comeback for him for sure. No doubt. Um, it is so awesome to see Clay Thompson back in the league. It's been so long. It was nice to see him look... Because, like, you don't know, especially he's play hasn't played in so long, like, you're like, man, dude, if it's just going to suck if Clay comes out and just is, doesn't look like himself or maybe he's nervous or, like, you know, somebody who I'm sure the injury affected him really bad, but, like, it seemed like Derrick Rose had a lot of mental uh, struggles when he came back with just, like, how he wanted to attack the hoop and, like, if he trusted his, his knee. It seems like Clay really trusted his body there and feels really healthy, which I was nervous going into the game about. Like, man, I don't know how he's going to look, how he's going to feel. It seemed like he was just feeling, like feeding off the energy. Played some pretty solid defense. Posted up with Mobley one of the times. You know, he's, you know, not a thick per se, but um, he's, you know, a big guy. So that was good for him to play him like that. And um, it was just good to see Clay back. He looked, like, excited. Uh, missed a lot of shots for that reason. Like, he just seemed, like, too energized. Maybe just didn't have his rhythm yet. But... Um, there were a few instances where I even, I pointed to Dill while we were watching. I was like, that play we would have never seen like two weeks ago because um, Clay Thompson is just drawing defenders away. It was a Steph like just pull up three coming up the court, and it was like, oh, he would have been double or triple teamed if that was a couple weeks ago without Clay. So he was even just him standing in the corner it makes such an impact because he's one of those guys where it's like. Hey man, if you leave Clay Thompson wide open in the corner, we're gonna bench you right away because that's just like an unforgivable move. Same thing if you did that to Steph too. It's like you got to be on this guy. So it's awesome to see his impact. Awesome to see him back. Um, another little mini cool moment. And I'll let you talk, Dill. Is Draymond not being healthy enough for the game, but wanting to be in the starting lineup, getting called in, jumping the tip, and then they just fouled right away, got him out of the game, so he was healthy. But that was a cool moment that he wanted to be out there for his, his buddy and his friend and gutted out, you know, while it was a short little time. And I'm sure he was, you know, generally fine. But cool for him to do that and, you know, the Warriors to do that as well to get him in there because, you know, most teams might have just been like, hey, man, sorry, you're hurt. You're not playing. Right. So cool moment there as well. A lot of cool moments with that and the clay stuff. Um, I'll let you talk about Clay, and then we'll we can wrap about Kyrie for a bit, or we can just move on if we don't want to address his Kyrie ness. Huh. <laughs> I'm definitely talking about him. <laughs> I can Kyrie a little bit. So I got Just I seeing to just seeing Clay like back out on the court, like it's the know, headband is awesome too. You know, sorry. it's you know he's got his swag, but he's still playing at like a hey, I'm just trying to like get back out here type of vibe. You know what I mean? Like right. if he doesn't, it's gonna take him a little bit of time to settle in. No doubt, but. You know, once he does, man, it'll it'll be beautiful again. So, um, this team was pretty good before. I expect them to be better with him, um, especially if he can be as good of a defender, or you know, nearly as good of a defender right. as he was before his injuries. So, that's the side of the ball that I'll be curious if he can like trust his body to like make all the cuts after like you know guarding the guys going through the lanes right. and like legs getting tangled up. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't watch it closely enough like to see, but I heard on uh, KOC and Verno's pod, um, the mismatch, there was a couple instances where Clay was like a bit further away from somebody than he'd guard like on a normal instance because he didn't want to get blown by. 
So he might have given up a couple threes that he wouldn't have given up in the past. But I think that as soon as he gets more confident and trusts his body more, that might be you know better. But you're right, Bill. Like he's not fully back yet. But it's just a good to see him out there moving, being excited. You know. Yeah. So, um, as far as Kyrie goes, it's I don't know if what's that for. Um, as far as Kyrie goes, it's just interesting to see the games that he'll be in and not be in, um, and you know, when, like, do you think the Nets will try to position to be not the number one seed, so that way if there's a seven game series, they can actually have their best players play in a game seven? Like they want to be like a five or six. Right. So they don't have to play in the seven or eight, like play in. Or do they just like, yeah, we'll be the two or the, it'll be the three or something? I don't know. Um, I'm certain they won't do that. But, like, that'll be really interesting to see if it comes into that or how that comes into play or are they banking on rules being changed by that time? Like, I don't see how that necessarily will happen that quickly, per se. But, I don't know. They, they couldn't keep rolling out, you know, G League scrubs that nobody's ever heard of, so I kind of understand why they wanted to bring him back, but... Um, and I'm sure KD, like he said, he doesn't want to force him to get a vaccine or have him do something he doesn't want to do. But yeah, they'd all, everybody would love to have him out there for sure. I'm, I would imagine. So I don't know. It's got to be an interesting situation there for sure. I don't know what to to do with that or how you you really handle that. He plays the games he's in. Maybe he's really rested for those. He can go. So he doesn't really practice maybe, them though. He can't. He's not allowed to play. Be in any gyms. So he just, so he just plays games. I mean, he probably maybe he practices like when they go others, like maybe they, that's when they have their practices. They like stay in other states longer so they can do practices with them, or maybe he just goes super high minutes, you know, in those games that he can play. And he's like, "Give me forty-eight, then I'll be off for four days, and I'm back." But really interesting for to manage, especially as a new head coach, Steve Kerr. You know, Steve Nash. Yeah. Steve Nett. I'm thinking of Kerr up here. I'm with the, the, the TV, but yeah. Hour 30 into the pod. I mix up my Steves. Um, yeah, Steve Nash. New coach. Probably not something he's super loving to deal with, I'd imagine. I don't know. Just interesting for the Nets. Doge, so, you... certainly is. So he can practice with oh, the Nets in Brooklyn. That's exciting. So he's practicing, though. Good for him. Um... At least that's what I'm seeing here on a quick quick Google search. Irving is expected to play in Nets road games and practice at home in Brooklyn. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like he's going to be – I mean, he's a really great player, obviously. So, like, he's going to make an impact on those road games for him. And like you said, T, their depth was really a struggle. But at the same time, it just makes – the whole issue that they were arguing about, like, at the start of the season, like, just so null and void now. It's like, if you take a stance because you think it's a safety issue that he comes and joins the team and plays these games, like, that's your stance. But then to turn back on it and be like, okay, you can play at the games that, like, <laughs> the states allow you to. It just is, it's kind of wishy-washy on the net side, like... 
pick one side or the other, but I feel like now they've sat on both sides of the fence. Right, like, so definitely it's, it's weird no longer... Them. Yeah, go ahead. As it's no longer our rules that you have to follow, you know? Like, it's like a hands-off, like, hey, before you had to follow our yeah. rules, right? And then now yeah, it's they're like, like, we're a... letting you play when the states say you can, so, like, the Nets kind of took that off of them. Right. I mean, that helps if you're trying to keep him around and, you know, have him come back. Because then it's like, hey, we did all we could, but it was, you know, the state rules or whatever. So right. it's <laughs> it's interesting. But, I'm sure they just got tired of seeing Kevin Durant play 42, 45, 48, 41. You know what I mean? They're like, can we just get this guy a damn break? Because he's our best player and arguably the best player in the world right now. Like, Did have a significant injury. Right, just recently, recently. had an injury. Like, yeah. <laughs> recently. So I bet, and I bet Kevin Durant went up to them and was like, yeah, man, like, I know you guys trying to make a big stance about this. You guys are trying to be politically correct, but like, I can't play with Joe Schmo anymore. Like, I came here to play with Kyrie. Like, can I at least play the other games with them? And they're like, "Yeah, Kevin, you know what? You're our best player." And then he lists all these reasons why too: it's safety, health, etc., blah blah, blah, and why he needs Kyrie back. And I bet they cave in on it. But yeah. I'm with you guys. It, it's just such a bad look to be like. We don't. We're not gonna have anybody be a part-time employee and a part-time player for our organization, and then hey, here we are, January. Shit's hitting the fan a little bit. Record's not, you know, looking as nice as you might want it. And you go, oh, you know what? That Kyrie guy, he yeah. is. He is pretty nice. He, he's pretty good at it. I bet he could win us a couple of away games, maybe. So, maybe that's what they're using him for is to sneak up and get a higher seed. Would you like to hear the weirdest COVID rule in the NBA? Let's hear it. If you are playing in the Golden State Warriors, if you are not vaccinated, you are not allowed to play in the home games. If you are an away player and you are not vaccinated, you are allowed to play in their stadium. So Kyrie can play in Golden State, but if he played for the Golden State Warriors, he would not be able to play in Golden State. That's so weird. It's just really stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe there's some law that you have to, like, maybe you have to test to get into California in general. So, like, maybe that's why they're doing it. I don't know. The whole. It just seems really. Like, if you just put that rule and isolate it itself, it seems really dumb. Right. Without but is it only that way at Golden State? Is it not that way in LA? No, that's or just Sacramento? Golden State. That's just Golden State. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Because I know California is one of the huge hotspots right now, too. Right. Just all over. That's been that's been the way that's it's been that way all season. I just misinterpreted it because I knew Wiggins was maybe not gonna be able to play because he wasn't gonna get the vaccine. He tried to file for um, like a religious exemption. They said no, and so then he did get the vaccine. He's been playing, but that's why I thought no one who could get vaccinated could play there earlier. So that's why I've been saying that. But on at least to you guys, I don't know if I said on the pod or not. But so that's an interesting one for sure. Don't give me some of that. I'm going to need a little guard pond if you don't mind. Um, what's your week's stuff? Shouts out. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's just, just that's a really weird rule. It'd be weird to. 
I'll just be that. Everything about that has to be weird. As it goes longer in the year, it'll get weirder and weirder as well. Like through the playoffs. Like game two, no Kyrie. Game three, we've got Kyrie. Game four, no Kyrie. You know, or whatever. Game one and, and I two. See, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but no, I was just I, riffing. I just so see issues happening where if the Nets get on a tear at home. And they've got other guys that are stepping up and playing well. And then you go on the road and Kyrie isn't getting the same looks because these guys were playing well two days ago. This was working for us. I see that being, I see him getting upset about that. Yeah, it's got a jack with your your mojo for sure, I would say. Right. You're playing with two different groups, you know? Especially when you bring in a, a star that's going to get a lot yeah. of touches to try to scheme for this is what we can do at home and this is what we can do on the road and Larry Bird always said the secret to basketball is getting your teammates involved and being a team player, and and it just doesn't seem like you can be a team player when you're only there half the time. I'm with you on that. So 100%. I just it'll be tough for the Nets. Is my my point there? It just seems like it's gonna be a long season. I bet they're gonna be a good rostered team though. Like I bet they're gonna play some good hoops. But I don't know. Be interesting to see for Kyrie. Yeah. Got him on my fantasy team, though, so let's get some points there, Kai. Come on now. <laughs> I think Trev has Clay, so he's excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Doge, you got to be pumped here. Kawhi might be coming back this year. Have you heard? You've been hearing that? I don't know if you have or not. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be huge. He's been parked in the IR spot, and he will until he comes back, so the sooner the better. <sighs> the claw. The claw. What a beast. Okay, let's move on here to our buzzer beaters here, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to go first. First off, I'll be seeing these gentlemen tomorrow live in person. Yeah. Thanks Ed, to our boy Edman. Can't wait to go do it. Celtics Pacers in Indy. But I would like to say, thank goodness for Brad kind of squashing this recently. But dear NBA media, can we please quit trying to trade Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Like, I don't know if we're just bored because Daryl Morey hasn't moved Ben Simmons or Damian Lillard was kind of going to get traded, but then he didn't get traded, so now we got to find the next new... Thing that seems like it's not going to work even though the people there actually really want it to work and want to stay there. So we're like, oh, perfect. Let's try to pluck Jalen Brown off of Boston. We're not going to trade Jalen Brown. Why would we trade Jalen Brown? I mean, he has a stat that only four Celtic players have. He's had a 50-point game with 10 rebounds. That's not a stat you just, like... I mean, you don't just have a game like that. You know what I mean? Like... That's a really dominating game. He can dribble, he can pass, he can shoot. You know, he can play defense. He's 25 or 20, you know, he's 20 something. Jason Tatum is even better, you know, and getting better. They're both getting better. So, if we're going to trade anything, it should be everything else around those guys, you know, God forbid we have to get rid of Marcus Smart, but I'd even say get rid of Marcus Smart before those guys. So, there is no circumstance where I would like to trade Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum unless you're telling me I can get someone of the caliber like Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, Giannis, 
Dame, LeBron, <clears throat> Devin Booker, like people who are not going to be traded. So Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum should be considered of the same ilk. They will not be traded. Carry on. That's my buzzer beater. I'm go go Celtics. Can't wait to see him live tomorrow. Doge, go ahead. <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton, Silver Arrow baby, is still awaiting to hear results from an FIA inquiry that was probed into the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. So, and they're not going to take away any championships or anything like that, but they're definitely going to have to make some rule changes, I believe, from this inquiry. Wow. But he says that his decision to return to F1 will be based on the response that comes from that inquiry. Wow. So we're still waiting to hear back what the full, you know, what the full report is going to be from this inquiry, but would be a major loss to F1 if they can't retain their biggest star, all-time best driver because of not being able to manage their own rules and their own governing body. So they uh, they have a new president of the FIA. He came in after Abu Dhabi. Um, apparently there's been conversations between him and Mercedes, him and Lewis Hamilton. So they're going to be going in and, and checking that out and hopefully changing rules to make things, you know, less vague in the future. Um, but we'll have to see what that says and what Lewis's response is to that would be a crazy change-up if he were to just say, no, I'm not coming back. Dude. I'm absolutely floored right now, Dosh. Like, <clears throat> that bugs me. Oh, I would just be so sad. I love Lewis. I really like rooting for him. Mm-hmm. I'm rightfully agreeing that he should be pissed about... The, I'm still pissed that he didn't get the championship. That was so, They just gave it to Max, although Max earned it for the season. But oh, That would be such a bummer, dude. And then we got old Georgie. Like, what happens to Mercedes then? They just well, like do they just call up old Bodis and like, hey, sorry, babe. <laughs> they would probably pull someone up through the other. I figured that's what they Mercedes like teams like the F two guy. Is Jokic okay? Like an F two guy or like yeah. someone from like the Williams or uh, I think they've pulled from. Then they get like from Haas. Aston Martin teams before too. Probably so. from Haas. I think Haas is Ferrari side, as far as their who's calling uh, them, who's calling team, any of those guys team up? goes. But um, mm. but yeah, I mean they'll pull someone else up into that seat. But I mean here my here's what I think is really going to happen is that the FIA is going to make a lot of moves, like take pretty significant action, and yeah, that Lewis is coming back. I mean they're they're going to have to do that. Um, because they weren't the only ones complaining. It just happened to really come into, right. you know, under the microscope, you know, in the biggest race of the season. So there were FIA problems all throughout the year. So there, there has to be significant changes. But you know, from this race specifically, they're just hoping that you know things can be clarified for the future. So something like that doesn't necessarily you know happen again and have such a big question mark. You want it to be clear cut. So if they can create rules to be that way then that's great but i mean once again not to take away from max verstappen's win but no take yeah, away from I mean, it was take it away was tough it. okay <laughs> yeah take it away yeah that, i mean uh just such a bummer um yeah doge i didn't see what your buzzer beater was i saw scrolling down to look at mine you said lewis 
And I was like, oh, this would be a cool F1 update. I'm excited. Maybe they got like a nice new car for him. And you're just out here telling me he's just gonna he's gonna be done. Not that he's going to be done. But no, 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 not, not for sure, not for sure. But I'm just saying there's if a there are major changes. Potential maybe, well could be. Potential done. Which is, I'm yeah. glad I didn't get any Mercedes gear yet because I was about to be <clears throat> Team Silver Arrow. Oh. But now I don't even know. Maybe I'll just still get some Silver Arrow. Be just Team be, Ferrari. Just team Lewis. I'll just watch. I'll just watch. No, we're, well, Team Lou. I don't root for anybody. Yeah. Now that he's gone. Uh, yeah, no, I was reading this article. It's by this BBC writer, um, Andrew Benson. He's an F1 guy um, sure. over in Britain. So obviously getting a little bit of insider there with Lewis being from Britain. But, I mean, it's it's interesting. We'll see what comes of it all. I, I imagine he's driving next year. Yeah, I'd imagine but so. This is the story that you get in F1 in January when the season doesn't start for another I imagine months. he said that to for them to be like, if they were like, yep, nope. It's totally clean. Max is great. That was an awesome win. We're moving on to next season. Like, if, if they did that, he'd be like, yeah, cool, I'm done. See ya. But if they're like, hey, man, there was some really, some chicanthery going on there at the end of that race. We don't know. He'll be like, okay, at least you guys admit it. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of hoopla Ooh, going on. Romeo Cornell? Yeah. Love it. Generally, <laughs> there's a lot of hoopla. That was a great Bud Light. That was one of the best Bud Light commercials. Coors Coors? Oh, yeah. Mountain Blue. Excuse me. With the train. Silver bullet. Yeah, the the press conference interviews. Those are so good. Classic. I'm going to pull that up after this. Dill, end us out with a bang. So, I was going to bring up, uh, for my warm-up, about Nikita Kutrov. Coming back for the Lightning and having a good start. Um, having two points in his first game back and didn't have anything in the game against Boston, but we didn't look too good uh, on Saturday against the Bruins. Your Boston Bruins. So, yeah, uh, nothing to rave about there. But, you know, keeping in check with the score tonight against the Buffalo Sabres, like, you know, seeing it's, uh, okay, it's three, three nothing, four nothing, okay. All right, we're up 4-1. Okay, cool. Oh, we win 6-1, and Nikita Kucherov just has a hat trick. Sweet. Okay, cool. So, good job for uh, Kuch coming back in his third game, getting a hat trick. Uh, I believe it's his fifth game of the year. Sure. So, fifth or sixth game of the year, so good for him. But what I wanted to bring up originally was, uh, (laughs) that's so funny. Um, thank you, Autocorrect, for yeah. thinking it's Ramon. Ramon? But welcome, Rajon Rondo, to the Cavs. Ramon Rondo. Ramon Rondo. Welcome to the Cavs, though. So hopefully with the... Uh, Massive pickup for yeah, the with, Cavs. Yeah, with Ricky mm-hmm. Rubio going out. Massive pickup. With his ACL injury. The yeah. Lob King, dude. Jared Allen and Evan Mobley are just literally licking their chops. Just like, oh my gosh. We already play big, so it's like, you know, it's just an addition in a way that, you know, we're already doing. Just hopefully he can just add to it, bring that, like, you know, veteran defensive presence, some of those, like, timely steals and things like that that he's used to, uh, you know, we've uh, been accustomed to throughout his career. So, 
Hopefully, you can do that for us. Hopefully, he gets um, a little like Rondo AD action going. They were really nice together. Yeah. Him and Mobley. Yeah. Kind of get that connection going. That'd be really nice. Definitely. Um, Doge, I want to leave you with one little thing here, and then we'll end up the show. I know we got a lockout going on, but I did see Nick Castellanos and Jonathan India hanging out. Meal prep. I love that. Working out together. They're boys. Hopefully enough to be boys for more than just this year. Cincinnati Reds, please pay him. Who was it, Cassianos and who? Jonathan India. Which is like Cassianos guys, was a big part of that Those are two people I'd love to be on the, the Reds for a long for time. Yeah, I mean, India will be here. What did you say, Doge? I didn't hear you over my I was talking. Sorry. Sorry, I was saying that Castellanos was a big part of that Rookie of the Year congratulations video that they made for India when he won. Yep. I think they're homies, bro, and I would love to see him stick around. Me Got too. Got a young gun that's coming through. You're the big dog. Let's get us there. Yes, let's oh, get oh. us there. Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay, well, that's. I just want to leave you with that, Doge. A little, little nugget. I need that. To get you through the lockout. Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> Um, while we're here, why don't we just thank everybody for listening? Thank you for being on, Dill. We appreciate it. Thank you, Doge. Thank you, Teach, for thank hosting. you, Doge, for being on. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. This is the Clubhouse.